0: Hey legends, Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja podcast, the podcast where we share all things network marketing, social media, branding, leadership, mindset, and the occasional interviews with rising stars and network marketing legends. Fasten the belt, get ready, get excited, hit that subscribe button because we're gonna get ready for the next episode coming up now. Hey legends! I'm super excited to share this episode with you. I interviewed my friend, a network marketing superstar, Mr. Lance Conrad. Lance has been at the top of the network marketing game for so many years. But listen out to what he talks about when he shares about how he's taken his organization to over one hundred million dollars in sales in the last twelve months. It's absolutely incredible. Before we kind of enter, we kind of enter into this episode though, and I, I share share with you the replay uh, with the interview. Please make sure that you claim your free ticket to the upcoming 10-day challenge. It's the first and last time I'm ever doing it for free. So if you want to grow your following, grow your engagement, build a business on social media, generate more leads, generate more sales, generate more customers, more team members, and build an organization in a short space of time, then do not miss this. So go to FraserBrooks.com forward slash grow fraserbrooks.com forward slash grow. I will leave this. Uh, I will also leave the the, the kind of link in the show notes down below this podcast. And I hope you enjoy this episode. And I'll see you on the 10 uh, on the ten day challenge coming up. Hey, 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 legends. Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja podcast episode 158, I think we're on. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Lance Conrad, probably one of the coolest names in network marketing. Lance, how are you doing?
1: outstanding thank you
0: it's a solid name that like it's it's like two very powerful first names like put into just one epic name so uh top (laughs) marks top marks for you for that so lance to be for the guys to be able to get to know you a little bit better i've got some short sorry quick fire questions for you so okay and usually the, the quick the quick questions sometimes they're not always quick answers but let's see how we do so, pizza or pasta? Uh, pizza. What's the topping of choice on the pizza?
1: Oh yeah, it would be like uh, meat lovers pizza. You know, because oh, of like- my vegetarian roots, like all the meat. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure. So just everything, just literally like just pour it on. Do you? Yeah. Do you you know that. Are you a folder? Or do you fold the pizza? Do you slice it? Do you?
1: No, no I'm a good slice at a time. You know, it, I, I can eat a whole there. pizza, but like, but a slice, slice at a time scale.
0: Yeah, kind of like what network is. marketing, right? Right, just yeah, one just, t- just bite off what you can chew. Yeah, bite That's off
1: what it. you can chew.
0: That's it. So, all right. So, with that, um, what when it comes to network mar- when it comes to network marketing, do you prefer? Sorry, when it comes to personal development, do you prefer reading, listening, or watching?
1: Oh, that's a great question. So um, historically, and I've got you know hundreds, if not thousands of books that I've read and given away over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I really want to get the most out of a book, if I love a book, I want to read it so I can circle it, note it, uh, take stuff with me. Um, what I'm most consistent with is audibles. Um, so I exercise mm-hmm. every morning, and then I just make sure that as I'm physically getting prepared for the day, I'm mentally getting prepared for the day harder for me to digest the content or pull out the best content every now and then i'll stop and take a note or something like that but if i really want to like get the most out of it i want to pick up a book Um, but i do want to program my brain every day so i listen to content uh every day and then as far as watching content i don't do a lot of that so uh, i guess i'm more of the audible guy
0: yeah and i think i think it's cool as well i think fill fill your mind brainwash yourself positively but then you study books don't you like you pick up a book and you study it Uh, it's different
1: yeah you're studying you're dissecting you're pulling out you're Mm notating um it's it's definitely a different exercise than just listening to it
0: for sure sneakers or flip-flops uh
1: yes so uh, i'm a runner so i run everywhere in you know sneakers like performance sneakers but Mm -hmm. then when i'm not running i'm probably in flip-flops
0: right i beaches or cities
1: uh, historically, beaches. But as I'm becoming a much more uh, evolved human being, we're starting to to experience more city travel in terms of uh, exploring the world.
0: I I love it. Man. And and how many years have you been involved in network marketing? Uh,
1: more than thirteen. Nice, solid. Well, time.
0: may I, yeah. your name has come across my desk and. Uh, so many different times over the years whether it's been a video that I've seen or a name that you're associated with and it's always been incredible incredible things but for the guys who are on here and thinking like oh my god like I'm sneakers and flip-flops and like I like I'm this this guy's my guy like he's got so I'm a pizza guy I'm a meat lover guy whatever um tell us more about your story like how did you get involved in network marketing and and kind of like how you've got to where you where you've got to now
1: Yeah, so I was a headhunter for about 10 years, and then uh, I made fun of network marketers for a living. It was a sport of mine. I was very good at it, and a friend of mine called me up and said he was doing uh, this skincare company, and I laughed at him. I said, whatever you do, don't quit your day job, and uh, he uh, called me back about a week later and said, hey, I just quit my day job. Uh, You need to come look at it. And at the time, I I was really in the need of something new, you know, something different, but I was terrified. I was terrified of failure. I was terrified of what people would say, what people would think. Um, But here, you know, I had this multi-million dollar earner that was going to train me, mentor me, show me. and, And, you know, I'm praying for a miracle. And I'm like, well, gosh, why wouldn't, you know, and that's one of the things that's really special about this industry is where else do you have these millionaires that take time to teach or train brand new people skill sets and abilities that can change their life and and so uh, i was just dumb enough to jump in i was a, i was fulfilling a lifetime dream of mine of you know selling facials like at you know 33 every guy wants to you know after golf hey frazier let's go back to my place we'll do facials later today my golf game's gone to crap nobody wants to golf with me anymore but my skin is lovely and i've moved on from skincare over the years but uh anyway uh it was an accident but it was uh it was a life change and you know i've i've been able to travel the world live from home raise my kids uh and it's been phenomenal it's been a phenomenal journey
0: and what would you say has been your favorite part about the whole journey
1: yeah i mean i'd made and lost a lot of money early in my career it's something about it that is um I've tried to get away from network marketing a couple of times and I always miss it. There's something about the community, the camaraderie, the adventure. I mean, this is an adventure, you know, to to make friends around the world, to travel around the world, to launch teams. Some of the crazy stupid things you do when you're launching new teams in a new country and like you got stories that just people just don't understand. You live a life that you don't understand. But then, you know, the, the biggest benefit is I've done it all from home. So I've watched my kids grow up. I've been there for my girls. My my oldest is getting married. My second just left for college. And I, I saw them grow up because I was there at home You know, when they left for school and came home from school. So the adventure's fun. The personal development's great. The benefits of it are just unreal. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, I think it's, it's something that a lot of people, especially who are newer to the industry, it's such, I believe there's three levels in that are marketing. There's you think about yourself, you think about the others around you, and then you think about everyone that can, you know, is on, on the mission. So it's you, it's others, and then it's everyone. It's the mission. And I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't promote or add the value to the community when they're sharing with people. Like, you know, we live in a world full of lonely people who are just waiting for each other to connect. And the idea of being a part of a community is so appealing to so many, but it doesn't get mentioned, and it's the reason why. I, it's like you. It's one of the reasons why I stayed around it. Um, you know, there's the people in it, the person I became, and the people within it. I think it's just. I think it's just so important. So, talk to me then. You've you've got an extensive background. You've been the top recruiter out of two million reps. You've been the top recruiter uh, in in basically everything that you've done. How has that been possible? What are some of the tips, the steps, the strategies that you implement to be able to be a consistent, long-term top recruiter? Not just, oh, recruit a lot in 90 days. Oh, let me tell you my 90-day story. This has been a 13-year top recruiter story. So how, how have you been able to do that? What could you give to the guys listening in today?
1: Yeah, I was actually, uh, I, I was taking notes as you were talking because it, it just touched on a couple of things that, people need to remember that most people hate what they do for a living. Mm. 90% of the world hates what they do for a living. They live quiet lives of desperation. They live paycheck to paycheck. They, they work in jobs. They don't like for bosses that they don't like on commutes that they don't like. And we have something that gives them their dreams back, their hopes back. And you mentioned the community. I think we get so caught up in selling the product, or maybe so caught up in selling the comp plan, that we forget that what people are looking for is a community, a place to belong. You know, we're so connected on the internet, and Facebook, and Instagram, and you know, people like me, we're still stuck in MySpace, or whatever it is, we've disconnected, and people don't have that sense of family, that sense of belonging, that sense of Community. And um, one of the biggest things that we bring, whatever company you represent, is a family, a community, a, a, a place where people will edify you, build you up, recognize you, validate you, which is stuff that you're just not getting in your daily life. You know, sometimes you're not getting it at home, other times you're not getting it at work, but people are looking for a lot of the things that we deliver. And you sell, you, you forget, and you sell those things short or you don't sell them at all. And, and so I would say that's part of remembering uh, uh, of where you are. You have something special where you're going. Uh, people want to go. They might think you're crazy. They might think you're nuts. They might think you drank the Kool-Aid. But when you're really fired up, they're going to say, give me, the, give me the Kool-Aid. Like whatever it is, just give it to me. I want it. You know, you're nuts, Frazier. That's crazy. That never worked. Okay, don't leave me behind. Take me with you.
0: It's true, man. It's true. I think, I think what people I've always kind of, kind of been around the environment of recruit, train, retain, and the retaining bit always being the part where most people miss because they celebrate the fast start bonus. They celebrate the fast order, the, 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 you know, the first order bonus, the fast start bonus, the builder bonus, they celebrate all these 30, 40, $50 commissions. And they forget that the money really is in the long term and the depth that you can build within the team. Um, and I think also when it comes to the training, people then overtrain for the sake of overtraining, thinking oh they need to do this. We need to teach leadership level forty two. When really they just need to do the basics better and more often. And the retaining gets missed because oh recruited and they're not doing anything. Oh they're recruited, but they're not turning up to the Zoom calls. But the retaining is is what you just mentioned. You're making them feel good. If they feel good, they do good. They do good. They get good. So how have you been able to? How have you been able to like because? The one thing that I think when I when I speak to people like you who are top recruiters in the game, I think, like, how have they been able to generate such a massive number of conversations to be able to get to the massive number of recruits? Like, how has how that been possible for you? Because as you said, you're you're the MySpace guy. You're 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 tr- more traditional, more. Some people would say old school. But the old school's the best school. So how have you been able to how have you been able to make that happen?
1: Yeah, so when I started, I recruited everybody. Um, Some of that is the nature of the comp plan. Some of that is just the nature of getting started. You don't know who you're looking for, what you're looking for. So you're just looking for a heartbeat and somebody will listen to you. So you recruit everybody. And I think that's how you need to start. Start Mm -hmm. with your friends, your family, your business, your community, your warm prospects, and you work through that and and you go. Um, From there, uh, it's about, getting through people and taprooting, And so people always ask like, Lance, do you know, how do, what happens when you run through your warm market? I've been doing this for 13 years. I would say, I don't know. I haven't got through my warm market yet. And, and what do you mean by that? Well, every time I bring somebody in, I sponsor not a person, I sponsor a circle of influence. And so mm-hmm. if you think about getting somebody in as the end goal, you're gonna always be getting people in, but not really building teams. Um, I don't care if you signed up at a $100 kit, which is what I sell, or $2,500 kits, which is what I've sold. You know, Historically, we've sold really large kits, $1,500, $2,000, $2,500 kits. Until somebody starts recruiting, I don't see them as a business partner. Customer, yeah. distributor, I don't care until they start recruiting. They're not really a business partner. And so the first thing I do when I bring somebody in is see if I can get into their warm market. Who's your best friend? Who's your best chicken list person that you'd love to be business partners with. Let's go reach out to them together. I'll help you. You can use my story, leverage my presence and I'll uh, I'll do a lot of the, the work for you. Let's work together and then comes back to you know training never works, work trains. So let's go recruit together so we can learn together, so we can build together. So I'm always launching teams. I'm never sponsoring people. I'm always launching teams. So when I bring somebody in, I see the potential of what we could do in cities, states, countries, and I'm selling the vision of where we're going and how we're doing this so that they see this as more than just selling product to their neighbor. They see this in terms of a business and market share and how we create that story and then leverage that story to go build a, a, a following.
0: So when you recruit Sally and Sally is a part of a community of moms, and you're really, you recruit Sally and you, you contain your excitement when you get started. You know, when you get when you get started, maybe you're like, yes, Sally's in. Sally's going to be a diamond leg, which is going to take me to unicorn level, diamond, whatever. Like you get really excited, but now obviously Gold, over the Golden years-
1: Aardvark. I'm, the next one I'm looking for is Golden Aardvark.
0: That's my next <laughs> <one. laughs> level. Write it down. Put it on the vision board. Get it
1: Nobody's done. hit it yet. Nobody's hit the Golden Aardvark. So. No one's hit the
0: hard no, no, no. I love it. Been I never been done ever. So, guys, you you got a chance. Go make it happen. Uh, so, so okay. So, with that, then, so you you you, you recruit Sally. You get excited because you think well, here's a doorway to a new you know uh, a, a new circle of influence. And then Sally decides yeah. to ignore your calls. She decides yeah. to not turn up. Like. Yeah. what's the mindset or the thought process or the reaction that you have when you're like, when you want it for Sally more than Sally wants it for herself?
1: Yeah. And that's, that's something you've got to learn, right? So when I started, Mm. I recruited four Sally's, they're all guys, but they're all named Sally. And so um, (laughs) I immediately thought I'm going to go to the top of this company. They're going to go to the top of this company. Let's go. And so, you know, I, I called up Frazier. I called up Rob. I called up Sally. I called up Tim. And I'm like, all right, who are we talking to today? Let's go. And they're like, Hey, I'm at work. You know, Hey, I'm at school. I'm, okay. You know? Uh, okay. So they're not ready yet. So then like an hour later, Frazier, Hey, who are we talking to? What are we talking to? Let's go. you know, Sally, Rob, you know, Shawnee, my sister. I like, what, what are we going Dude, do? Chill out, relax. By the third time that day I'd called them. They're like, No hablo ingles, you know, they didn't want to talk to me anymore. And so what you got to realize is you got to meet them where they're at, at that point, like those four did it because I asked them to not because that they were bought in or sold in on the end goal, and that they were even though I signed them as distributors, they were customers. Mm -hmm. So put them in the customer list, get them on the customer track, get them, you know, Hey, can you take a before picture? Use these products for the next 60, 90 days. We're going to take an after picture. You got to like way back off and sell them on what they can handle right now, which is just be a testimonial. And then once you're a testimonial, your friends are going to ask you what you did. And then maybe you'll get some customers and put them on a slow track, which was like, I was in the track of, I want to make $500,000 a year or bust. And I was looking for people that were like me. Well, most people aren't like that. And if I was trying to turn them into that, I turned them away and they ran away from me really quickly. And those were my first four recruits. That's really what happened. Four people said yes, they all signed up and none of them did anything. If I was waiting for them to go build my dreams, I'd still be waiting. Uh, It wasn't until I got to the reality that I needed to find other people Mm -hmm. and then over time there's a maturity of finding out where people are at you know some people need to start as customers some people need to start as customer getters some people are really hungry and driven and right now lance i need to go to work show me how to go make a five thousand or ten thousand dollar check how do we do that and i'm like you're the guy i'm looking for sally Mm -hmm. let's go
0: right so you're identifying the crawlers the walkers the joggers the sprinters. And I think a lot of people, especially in the early days, they don't, they don't put value on the level of belief they get when their customer gets a win. Like, yeah, Yeah. they they might get like, Oh yeah, I love the product, but there's something magical happens when they introduce the product to someone else, whether it's, they think they're a business builder, they're not, they become a customer. They then say like, Oh my days, I've been using this for like 14 days. And like, I feel fabulous there. Then, you know, it's like, Oh, 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 wow. And then it gives you that feeling to go. To go. I, I think it's so important that people
1: kind of get excited about that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and that's where I think the industry, for me, there's been a big shift. Yeah. Because when I started, it was builder to builder to builder, team to team to team, check to check to check. And that's how I was taught. So that's how I know built. The
0: dream, build a team. And-
1: And and now we really do focus, and I think social media has helped a ton with that on customer acquisition and getting customers and getting testimonials and creating social proof for your product. And we sell tons of product and people really can win at the early levels of these comp plans by just being either customers and or customer getters. And Mm -hmm. we need to celebrate that and really make that a big deal because at the end of the day, that makes everybody more successful because the people that want to build a business and market share and checks and all that do that better when their teams are selling product and their customers are having testimonials and validation for being on the product. And so you got to really celebrate everybody where they're at. Mm -hmm. I'm a customer, I'm a customer getter, I'm a team builder, I'm a, oh my gosh, take me to the top. I'm going to be a double golden aardvark. With uh, Fraser,
0: So, you know, it, it, it's funny, man, because I, I was speaking to a friend of mine and he's been inactively building the business for 12, it'll be 13 years now, actually. So he hasn't actively gone to an event, actively recruited anyone for 13 years, but he still picks up a seven figure residual income. And I was asking him, How have you done that? And he said, I have such a huge customer base. My organization is being built, customer, 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 customer. When everyone else is focused on team, team when everyone else was focused on build the build the team, sorry, sell the dream, build the team, sell the dream, build the team. I was focusing yeah. on quality products that people are going to use for 20, 30, 40 years. And it's crazy to hear that really in, in such a, a time when you know customers haven't really been that much of a big thing. Um, and when it comes to social media, for those of you guys listening in who are building on social media, it's through the data that I collect every week with my communities, it's four point seven times easier to get a customer than it is a distributor. Just whether it's language you're using, belief levels, you know, habits of people buying products daily and not joining businesses daily. Um, it just is. So I think a lot of people, you know, need to 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 work on what they're good at and, and kind of go crush it with that. So you've you've got quite a unicorn story. Um, I would say you've probably got one of the best unicorn stories or most unique unicorn story since the COVID era. Now, a lot of businesses have exploded, like over the last you know eighteen months. But yours, exploding, is not really the right word. It's uh, like a, like a positive apocalypse. Like if that's even if that's even a thing, that's like an oxymoron, isn't it? How the heck? Have you gone from, you know, a, a, a decent-sized business to doing over a hundred million in a twelve-month span? Like how? How? Like how is that even? How is it even possible? Like what happened?
1: Uh, you know the the interesting thing, Fraser, and this is this is some of the the arrogance of being in the business for a long time or having the the contacts or what have you, I, I, for about a year, I was looking for a new company mm-hmm. and I told many different owners, if I could find the right fit, the right company, the right partner, I could do a hundred million dollars in, um, a year. Mm-hmm. And they all sort of looked at me and just, you know, yeah, sure. Lance, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But that kind of thing always pisses me off. Cause I always put my B hags out there, my big hairy audacious goals. And when people tell me that you can't do that, That just pisses me off, makes me want to do it more, makes me more fired up. And so when I finally found the home, the partner, I looked at it and said, oh, my gosh, like there's something special here. And I don't care what company you're in. You should feel like you found something special because when you found something special, it's really easy to share it. You feel like you've got a secret. I'm doing you, my friend, a favor, not you doing me a favor because I know something you don't know. This is hot. This is cool. This product changes lives. This comp plan's ridiculous. This company's exploding or whatever. But when I saw a company that I was like, wow, I could really align myself with those principles. With like I think that, you know, we correct a lot of things that I didn't like about other companies and you know, I really felt like we had a secret sauce. The leaders that I thought I'd launch a 100 million dollar team with did nothing. They got mm-hmm. in but they didn't see it. It wasn't their flavor. It wasn't their pizza. They were looking for vegetarian and I was all meat lovers. And so I brought in these core leaders and thought, oh, these guys are a hundred million dollar team. No doubt. Every one of them could do $10 million a year on their own. This is going to be amazing. And it was surprise leaders. It was people that came out of the woodworks. It was first time success stories. It was people that were hungry at that time. They were ready at that time. I think we get so trying to make it somebody's time. You know, if you'd tried to recruit me before 2008, I would have laughed at you. If you tried to recruit me after 2008, I probably would not have been at the right place or at the right time or the right whatever, but mm-hmm. in 2008 I was ready, I was hungry, and I was I didn't care that the odds were stacked against me. People told me you can't do that company. You can't build that company. Nobody builds that company in North America. They build it in Asia. But me, At that time, I didn't have another option. I was hungry, I was ready, I was motivated and I went and did it. And so this unicorn story for me was the right place, the right time. And I found other people that for them, it was their flavor of ice cream, their pizza, they were hungry. And we've had so many breakout success stories that were either first time networkers or first time success stories that have never really made money that have just exploded. And so we've had, you know, hundreds of six figure earners in a period of time that just doesn't even seem possible. You know, it's like- It's, it's
0: crazy. I, I, I remember, if I, if I look back when I was maybe like 10, 11, 12, if you like, so like 20 years, 20 something years ago, if you met someone who was making $500 a month, it was like, wow, like, that's really cool, well done. If you meet making someone who was making five thousand dollars a month, it was like whoa. So you do this full time? They're like, yeah. You're like, oh, can I shake your hand? If you meet yeah. someone who was making fifty thousand dollars a month, it was like, oh my, oh oh my. Like, can can I get a photo with them? I mean, you didn't get photos back then. Like, it wasn't the cameras around really. But like, can I get like, oh, oh my god, like,
1: oh, is can, it I real? Like, yeah, can I touch you? Can I? Yeah, like,
0: oh oh, you're real now. Now we're living in an era where there are people making so much more than that, which just baffles me thinking how that's possible. And the acceleration of speed is just absolutely crazy. Uh, it's funny that you say that about the the people who, you know, maybe a be got some experience. They've been around the industry for 10, 15, 20 years and you recruit them and you're like, Oh yes. I always like the analogy of sometimes it's better to hang up. Like, if you look at marriages, there are people who have been married 20 years, five years, or they've just got married. And it seems that the people who have just got married, people always come to me. I've been married for a year now. Oh, the first year. Oh, you got that, that honeymoon period and you're going away. And you, you're doing this and you're doing all that. And the 20-year relationships kind of just they're routined and they've done this, they do that. They, you know, they, they kind of quieter in the evenings and all of this crazy stuff. Not all of them are like that, but it's just so funny when you look at network marketing and that there's so many people think, Oh, I've just recruited someone who's been in the industry for 10 years. They've done nothing for 10 years, but they've been involved for 10 <laughs> years. Right. Versus like get excited about the new story. I, I, I think it's just, I think it's just so incredible. how, how has the majority of the business being built over the last like 18 months? Is it being predominantly social media? And if so, mm-hmm. how have you, how have you been able to navigate as a leader who understands the importance of social media? But as you mentioned before, you're maybe not super active with it because you just understand the fundamentals of, of what works in network marketing as a whole.
1: Yeah. So a hundred percent of our business has been built on um, ad tag message groups, message ad tag groups, whatever you want to call them. So Facebook groups on social media with testimonials before and after pictures. Uh, And then from that, we'd leverage that into either zooms or three-way calls for closing. So we do trainings, we do zooms, we do Uh, We have a a daily system that people can plug into, but the feeder to that whole system is add people to this group every single day. If all you'll do is add people, tag them, message them into this group every single day, your business will grow. You'll have success. You'll never run out of people to talk to. And then this is how you follow up with them. These are the videos you send them. And so we give them, it's very, very systematic and system driven. Um, Those are not my skill sets. before this company. It wasn't a way I'd built before. And so Typically, you're like, well, you got to do what you're good at. Well, what I'm good at is recruiting people. And so, once I've learned these systems, then I've tried to recruit people that are good at these kinds of systems to add to my team and say, hey, look, we've got a model I think is better. We've got that secret sauce that I want to share. I've got that flavor of ice cream that I'm really fired up about. And you've got a skill set that you're really great at. Like, let's mix vanilla ice cream with the pizza, pizza and let's go build a business. And so it is about uh, uh, selling a vision. Like I have a vision, I have a goal, I have a dream, but I've got to be able to share that in such a way that you can see yourself fitting into that dream and achieving your goals and your dreams with me, you know, not in spite of me or not with or without me. And so um, yeah, recruit with the purpose. I recruit people that are better than me. I recruit people that have skills that are different than me. There's definitely better trainers than me. There's definitely better social media experts than me. Um, So I recruit them and I put them on my team and then I learn from them. And then I feature them and I push them to the front and I celebrate them and I get excited when they succeed and tell everybody how great they are and how amazing they are.
0: if, If you guys are listening and you have a team and you're the one who's always doing the trainings every Monday night, every Thursday night, please listen to what Lance just said there. Like, please, please, please rewind back one minute and then go and listen to it again and then rewind back another minute and listen to it again and then rewind back another minute and then listen to it again. Because and I, this is what I was going to, you just kind of answered one what I was going to ask you was who leads the training? The people who are winning are the people who are just trainers because they're good at training. And I think I think a lot of people get that wrong. Like, oh, she's a really good trainer. But she ain't doing the work. So should we put her on the Zoom call? Should we have a running tonight's blitz? Should we have a running tonight's training training? So from what what I understand is you're getting people who are in the trenches doing the work, teaching the basics and just basics, basics, basics. Just do it and just do it and just do it. This is what I did with the basics. This is how you can do it. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we just had a training on Saturday where we had several people that were at different stages of their business share what they did. And they're all having some level of success, share what they've done to have that success. And I think that the most, like when somebody hears you speak or somebody hears me speak or somebody that's done it a lot and polished, they're like, yeah, but I'm not Lance. I'm not Frazier. But when they hear somebody just sort of fumble through it and they seem awkward and they're like, but, but they're winning, but mm-hmm. they're but they're moving up. I think the most successful trainings are when you see somebody having a breakout that's never had success going on stage for the first time. And they're terrible, but they're also relatable. You're like, oh my gosh, like if they could do it, I could do it. Right. And so, um, absolutely. You need to get your teams involved. Other people need to be doing the training. If you're a leader, make sure you're getting new people in front of your people and telling their stories and doing the training. They grow, they become leaders, they become more polished. And it's much more inspiring to see that person make their first $1,000 or $5,000 than you making another you know, $300,000 check for the month or whatever it is. So that's almost like too much. Like, I can't do that. That's too big. I can't even think that big.
0: But I, I I love it. I think I think it's so true. We used to do something called my ways. So the idea, like initially it started the introduction song to everyone was the Frank Sinatra. I did it my way when they were coming on stage, <laughs> right? So and yeah. they were just they were just challenged like every single day, every single session we had it was 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. But between the 30-minute speeches, uh, someone would come on and do a five, 10-minute my way. It's like, hey, this is how I did this, this is how I did that. I think the second thing that we, tra- we were training as well was the seven-day story of like, what is your most powerful seven-day story? And what this did is it encouraged people to go on a seven-day run and then set a personal best, like my bet. So this, what, what happened to me in the last seven days was boom. What happened to me in a seven-day period in April was boom. And what would happen in the hallways, people would then say to someone, what's your seven-day story? And they'd be like, oh, well, you know, I, I kind of I got three customers What's yours? Oh, yeah! I totally remember that. I remember that when that was my first. I remember that. I remember when that was my seven-day story. Well, my best seven-day story is I just went all in and I got fifteen customers. Whoa! And because it's the same time frame, it just it just went crazy. And then everyone at the next event was like, "Hey, what is, is your seven-day story? Still the still the fifteen customers? Yeah, yeah. Check out this. I went and did seventeen customers. You wouldn't believe it. And it's like it was a collaborative space in a competitive like thing and it just worked so so well and uh i need to probably train that a little bit more because i've not i don't think I've i'm actually done... stealing that
1: That's yeah go fabulous. for it let's claim it well claim well it. no so the first time i'll give you credit and the second time i'll say this guy taught me this seven day story <laughs> by the third time it's my seven day stories <laughs> technique i'll probably write the book on it but you know what <laughs> there's something about that that i love which is it's not um, intimidating. Like you can do anything for seven days. Okay. For seven days, everybody, we're going to do this, 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 this. Let's see who can have the best seven day story. Let's repeat and re- let's report at the end of seven days. So like you could have a, a, a get together, a, a, a training, a zoom or whatever you could throw down and, and lay out the challenge. And then, but I can do it for seven days. It's easy. It's
0: easy. Seven days, one weekend. Yeah, up. I can it's, do that. I think it's when because and this is a different kind of conversation, really. But I think it's when I don't know when it was actually, but the ninety day thing, which I, hey, I, I'm, I'm all for. But it's when you have to take more, you have to sacrifice two or more weekends. Most yeah. families just can't. They just they just can't do it. They can't they can't think that far ahead. It's like whoa 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 whoa. Uh, family family weekend time is family time. So a fourteen day story is two Saturdays and two Sundays. Like nah 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 nah. nah. Seven days it's it's all possible. So, mate, I I appreciate you. you. You've got so much gold and wisdom, and I would love to be able to invite you back for a for a kind of a, a follow up in in the future uh, to really kind of see because I'm sure that hundred million year is gonna is gonna be uh, bigger and brighter and all that fun stuff, and I'm sure there'll be people within your organisation that we can have on on the podcast as well to to get their story out here as well and how they've been able to be a part of that journey. But have you got any final thoughts for the guys on here before we before we kind of wrap up? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the the thing that I would, I would add to people is everybody starts somewhere, right? So like I can go tell people I've done $100 million in a year or whatever in sales, but I started with zero. And so at the beginning, I always sold my goal. I always sold my dream. Hey, I'm going to be this rank in one year. And I'm looking for people who want to go with me. And I sh- sold it and I shared it every single call, every single meeting, because I was committed to that no matter what. And so I don't care that you you know everybody's like I don't want to talk to my friends and family till I've made money well you're not going to make money till you talk to your friends and family so just pony up and go do it set your goal set your 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 date that you're going to achieve it and then get passionate about sharing that with people and then invite them on that journey with you look I'm doing it with or without you when your attitude changes from I need you to you need me I'm going places they'll follow you, they'll come, you know? And, and so I always shared it as if it was gonna happen no matter what, so that when it happened, my pitch and my story didn't change at all. I just sold it in the, in the past tense as opposed to in the future tense. Everybody can sell their future if they've committed to it. And so mm-hmm. set the goal, commit to the goal, share that goal with people, share that community with people and remember, most of the people you're talking to live quiet lives of desperation. Mm-hmm. You've got a community, you've got a product, you've got hopes and dreams, and you're, you're sort of empowering people to dream again. You're empowering people to be long again. You're empowering people to grow again. And when you get back to sharing it from that kind of passion, that kind of commitment, that people can't help but be um, inspired gravitate towards that. Even Mm -hmm. if it's just your first time, your first calls, your first, whatever, you haven't made anything. That's okay. You can do this. You can do it and it will change your life. And even if it doesn't happen as fast for you as it happened for somebody else, if you'll commit to this journey and this process, I guarantee, I don't care what company you're in, it will change your life. It will be worth it.
0: Yeah. There's a quote. I forget. I forget. It might, I don't even know if it was one of those shallow quotes. I gave credit the first time Right, I gave credit the the first time, right, (laughs) right. Uh, But it was, it was some, it's something like it will, it will take, it might take you ten years to have the one year that will change your life. So it's something like that. It, It just echoes what you've just said there, Lance. You're amazing, guys. Take a screenshot of what you see on your device right now. It should be the Network Marketing Ninja Podcast artwork. Send it and put it onto your 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 Instagram or Facebook stories. Tag me at Fraser Brooks online. And also go and see if you can tag Lance in there. There's not many Lance Conrads in the world. Uh, Lance, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you know what your, your kind of Instagram handle is so people can tag you on Instagram?
1: Oh my gosh. I almost never use Instagram. I think it's at Lance Conrad, but uh, <laughs> it, I, you'll have to it, go look.
0: It probably is, right? I'd be surprised <laughs> if it isn't, right? So go tag me, go tag Lance. Uh, Let the world know what you got, what what your biggest bingo moment, your takeaway, your light bulb moment was from this episode. And we will see you on the next episode. Lance, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Fraser.
1: Let's do it again. Thank you. Yeah, for sure.
0: Hey, 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 legend. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episode of the Network Marketing Ninja Podcast. Feel free to subscribe to the channel and share it with your network marketing friends, as well as checking us out on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I cannot wait to see you on the next episode of the Network Marketing Ninja Podcast.